stone for the times they are changing. The times they are changing. It's an incredible video. Isn't it? I thought it was really great. Um, it is. It's cut together so well. I really appreciate all of the editing choices in that. Yeah. I think our people do such a great job with this kind of stuff. We have a lot of artists in the movement and a lot of people. We do. And it's been incredible to see this, yeah, this outpouring of talent just like put to work on behalf of this cause. You, and you can sense the passion in it. And it's not, it hits different than, you know, when you have people just being paid to do something and their hearts, you know, just not really in it. I, I especially love videos. I think there, there's another video that I thought this about. And I can't remember. It'll come to me in a minute. But um, videos people do that are Bernie videos, but where it's mostly about the people, and yeah. not you know not Bernie per se. And it's and you and you begin to get a feel for how many people are invested in this and how many different kinds of people from everywhere. And then they add Bernie in at the very end, and and the impact you just want to cry because you feel like you know, Bernie at the end there is, is taking on the mantle of representing all of these people. And this just enormous weight of the hopes and dreams and pain of so many people across the country Yeah, that, you know, it's, it's so much better than an ad. That's just like all about the candidate. You know what I mean? Oh gosh. I know. I know. I know. Oh, I know which one, I know which one. And it's like one of the single best ads I think that came out of the 2016 cycle. Oh God. Um, I can't remember what they called it. But it starts out really simple with just people recording themselves, um, like doing little videos on their phone or whatever, showing how they, they began to get involved. And it's just a couple people one at a time. And it builds and it builds and it shows more people doing bigger stuff, parades, um, you know, holding up signs at the road and stuff. And then, you know, some, some marches. And finally, at the very end, you see Bernie for like a split second. Yep. And you just hear his voice kind of loud, like almost trumpeting over and then, and then silence and the, Oh God, it gives you chills. I still watch that thing just to see if it still gives me chills and it does. It's I incredible. That. That was a great you remember that one? Oh yeah. And, and it was a theme yeah. I think of the campaign and I, and you know, having seen so many as we all did, I remember one that was the, uh, the Erica Garner. Oh God. Um, peace Erica Garner. Uh, she did that video where you would have no idea that it was even a, a campaign, a political ad. You know, it was just Eric no. speaking about her father and about the need for criminal justice reform. And then again, at the end, Bernie kind of, yeah, a, a brief piece. It's like, like a clip of him from a speech. You know, it's not about him. He's yeah. been really pictured on screen. Um, yeah, but a, but an awesome video. Um, welcome everyone who's joining us. Um, this is my name is Steve Carpenetta. I'm here with my co-host Emily. Um, Hello. And this is our second episode of a podcast that we've decided to call "Burn After Listening," um, a <laughs> people's podcast inspired by the Bernie Sanders movement that we've uh, you know been a part of and been trying to encourage everybody to become a part of. Uh, and I think everybody will be a part of sooner or later here before too long, whether they. Like it or not. Um, <laughs> um, so, it's mandatory. Yeah, exactly. It's social. Mandatory. It's, it, yeah, it's socialist propaganda. Listening is mandatory. Gulag for uh, dissenters. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, thanks uh, for everybody for joining us. You may notice this week uh, probably a little bump up in our technological, uh, the quality of the audio that you're hearing. And that'll probably continue to happen as we, as we get going. And we're going to try to do some more features. Um, it's just going to be a, a solo shot of Emily and I again this week. And I think next, next uh, show we will have at least one, 
maybe two guests and hopefully a little bit more, even a uh, better quality for you then. So, uh, yeah. Let's Eventually we'll just be in your living room. That well, the, the technology will. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then with a huge like wagon tour, like we're going to actually do like a, a horse drawn wagon around the country. Yeah. We're just going to go from house to house. One basically. house a day is all we can do mm -hmm. um, to really make sure you get the full experience of what we do. Um, yeah. We're going for a, you know, a full interactive, uh, yeah. The whole suite sideshow, but it's yeah, like, not the main oh, show. like those, can we have one of those carts in those movies where like, you know, the, the potion guy comes to town and his carts like drawn by horses and he's got all these like remedies and, and shit. And, exactly. and then exactly he has, he puts like a plant in the crowd. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, the, yeah. The miracle elixir. It's gonna. Yes. So, um, it, as we sell our snake oil here, what a week! Holy <laughs> shit! Uh, what a what a few days, I guess. Really, it's been uh, so much has been going on. Um, where to start, Emily? Where do we start? Oh, where to start? Well, let's let's go chronologically, and we can uh, jump jump over to something if it piques our interest. Uh, let's start with. Uh, the aftermath of, of Warren launching that uh, nasty backstabbing attack. Um, because I'm just fascinated by the fact that that simply, I, I mean, so much about this campaign, this whole movement is over and over and over the story of the, the typical political paradigm being flipped on its head. It's the reverse of what you're, of what the pundit class has come to expect um, yes. and prepare for. So Instead of that looking bad uh, for Bernie or denting his support or dropping him in the polls, it instead resulted in this outpouring of uh, support for Bernie and people riding to his defense, which is, is wonderful because he doesn't have to defend himself. He can simply say, no, I didn't say that and step back and watch the internet produce every single clip that shows that Bernie has supported women his entire career and that this accusation is ridiculous. And what did we see? Bernie actually rose in the polls post debate. Warren dropped a little bit. Yep. And, you know, and then that, that same, uh, we saw that same thing begin to happen with, you know, going on to this uh, nonsense with Hillary Clinton, uh, oh. who nobody asked, coming out and, and, and giving us all her, uh, her, how she, her authentic, unvarnished opinion wow. that nobody likes Bernie Sanders. Uh, he's just this very unlikable, horrible guy. Nobody likes him. No one will work with him. Um, he's divisive. He's just like Trump. You know, what a double down for her to tweet that bullshit. I mean, what a, what a, like your you're tweet. I mean, she said it in that interview. She was going off. I mean, well, I, I, I know she, tweeted, <sighs> I think, today right about her unvarnished opinion. Well, oh, yeah, she did. But that was today. that was essentially her retraction. The of right, the, right. It, yeah. was, it was it was her retraction. But but the thing is, well, this is a TV show, right? So they yeah, it, was, it was her backhanded apology months and months ago. So, yeah. back, you know, what, what, a year ago when they started shooting this bullshit Hulu? Yeah. Hulu, you know, um, they probably, <laughs> her idea was that Bernie would would fade out and Warren or someone would, of course, be the candidate it wouldn't be Bernie. And now look, of course, the queen of. Yeah. You know, I hadn't even thought about that. I almost oh. wonder if that was. I, I hardly dare to say it, but I, I almost wonder if she would have said that now because it just seems so obtuse to look at what's happening. And, and not that I would put it beyond Hillary Clinton to be completely oblivious as to what is going on outside her carefully vetted little circle of nine sycophants. Um, yes. But I mean, because you're, you're right, because back when they yeah. began doing this, I'm, I'm sure she did think he would fade out. I'm sure she looked at the 
you know, the, the rising stars of uh, scintillating figures like Cory Booker and, and Kamala Harris and, and assumed that, you know, somebody else would take the lead in the race. But Yep, yep. And what I like to imagine is in this thing, and now we talk about this, of course, this was made months ago. It's not like she decided for this to come out. If someone had come to her the night before and said, okay, Hillary, we're about to put out all this PR about this for, you know, tomorrow everybody's going to know what you said about Bernie. Um, yeah. He's really fucking popular right now. He's always been really popular. He's surging in popularity. This is not probably a good time to say this what do you think we should do here's your chance to hit a button and make it go all the way all you know make it disappear a wise mm. hillary clinton who who, yeah. who would you know reverse the typical paradigm of what we know from from hillary clinton would say <laughs> fuck it throw it in the garbage yeah. nobody will ever know what happened uh the yeah. hillary that now we've seen evidence this point that that's about mm-hmm. from, it doubled down she said put it you know she she would yeah. said, put it out because when it came out her tweet was not a tweet of humility and i tweeted today have you ever heard her say the words i'm sorry or i was or i was wrong i don't think i ever have like i maybe i just have it, it's it's funny it's actually i mean i she really loves doing this thing where she compares bernie to donald trump i'm sure in her mind that's an apt comparison but if you ask me i mean when i think of people who can never admit that they were sorry or that they were ever wrong mm, it's you the know, dynasty class. It's the Clinton. It is. Bidens, you know, it is. These uh, hubris um, ridden people. Hubris is exactly the word. I, I even tweeted at her. I don't know if I tweeted at her or about her. Yeah, I said something like, you know, it takes uh, seismic levels of hubris um, yes. to say something like that about Bernie Sanders. I mean, of course, I'm blanking now on, on how I finished that tweet, but that, that's just what I couldn't believe the gall of someone who ran twice for president, lost twice, had, you know, lost to the dude from The Apprentice, for God's sakes, um, lost to the, you know, the most easily winnable election maybe in history. For her to say that about someone like Bernie Sanders, it's just, it says so much to me too about how, I mean, we all know, of course, that the, the, the Democrats who belong to the donor class, uh, they don't really care if Trump stays in office or not. Trump, as far as I'm concerned, was a Christmas present for them. There, there you go, neatly gift wrapped well. in one man. Yeah. Well, it's they never have to do anything again. Trump has now lowered the bar so far. It's it's buried six feet underground. Democrats, all they have to do is sit there and exist and huff Breathe. their own farts and sure. demand money, and that's it. And if anybody dares to question anything, all they have to do is scream, you know, about Trump. And it's yep, Trump's yeah. the priority. We don't have time for for. Yeah. But I mean, you know. What better confirmation of that could there be of their hypocrisy than, you know, Hillary Clinton saying, nah, if it's Bernie, I'm not going to support him. Because of course you won't, because supporting Bernie would have to mean that you actually had principle and that you placed saving the country from Donald Trump over your own interests and the interests of your friends and your powerful connections. And of course, we know that she would never do that. So look who this woman's friends are for fuck's sake and chooses to defend. I mean, we've seen it right on the Internet. I mean, yeah, about it. It's it's. It's not a good look when you shit on Bernie Sanders, who even his enemies will absolutely admit is one of the most decent, honest men. Yeah. And you're friends with who? Harvey Weinstein? Jeffrey Epstein? Are you kidding me? Right. I mean, obviously, this is the woman married to Bill Clinton, but yeah. seriously, get some new friends, Hillary. What a gnarly, what a gnarly multidimensional chess dig it was for Bernie to say, 
<laughs> sometimes my wife likes me like i know he I, this way because the sheer savagery i don't know he, because but, bernie does have a really sharp wit on top of oh, that's yeah, the beautiful yeah. thing about him he's wholesomeness personified but he's no fuck, pushover yeah. Yeah, he right. will fuck you, you up. Though home, you'll leave the meeting and go, wait a minute, did Bernie? He will hang you up to dry, and he will do Shit. it while still looking innocent as hell because he can. Because that's the yeah. benefit of having moral authority. Yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. No, and we've seen that, and that's that's why everything's just just bouncing off us right now. And Teflon. You know, Bernie's, Bernie's walking high and, and holding his head high as he should, and he's not having yeah. to get involved. And these dickheads are interviewing him in the hallway, trying to suck him into all the drama. <laughs> like, and you know, what and his demeanor, shit line. He gives him the Trump. <laughs> you know, they're like, they're like, hey, yeah. you want to talk about some bullshit? He's like, oh, you want to talk about bullshit? Okay, well, Trump, Trump, Trump. We got to remove Trump. Blah, blah blah. What else can we talk about? You know, make uh, that, and maybe some of my favorite Bernie moments. Maybe when he gets salty, when the media will not stop wanting to waste his time about bullshit, you know, whether they're asking him stupid details about his personal life that he doesn't, you know, give a shit about divulging or just some dumb soap opera crap that the, the you know what I mean? He, that's, that's yeah. been like his pet peeve for forever, you know, whenever, cause it's, and you understand it cause here you are, you have this platform, you, you're, whatever you say is going to be viewed by millions of Americans. And what do you choose to do with it? nonsense just right. wasting everyone's remember, time remember in 16 when he would constantly do this thing and then it got to be like a shtick like they'd be like well blah blah, blah like about the emails or whatever and, and i remember he said to like to like john stewart or somebody he was like well john i'm gonna say something that might not surprise you a lot you know, <laughs> and he's like i really think that the american people have bigger issues and are concerned about bigger things than Hillary Clinton's emails. You know, he was just so yeah. sick of saying the same thing. And, and like the yeah. anchors and the reporters and everything just started smiling with him because they're like, okay, okay, yeah, phone it. Yeah, yep. Sorry. We, just, we thought maybe it's, it's almost, it's almost a little bit of revenge. Door. Yeah, it's a little bit of revenge on his part because you know, like it got to the point where he, exactly like you just did, he would sort of drag it out because it was almost like he's like, you're going to waste my time with this shit. Fine. I'm going to really start different. on one of my rants and yeah. you're going to know what I'm talking about, but I'm still going to make you sit there while I drag it out and like, right. you know, really, really rub your noses in it. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> oh, there was a time he did kind of something like that. Um, in Austin, we have a music festival, little, little shindig that happens every now and then called South by Southwest. Oh, that some some yeah. listeners may be familiar. Yes. Yeah, um, for sure. And uh, Bernie was in town. Uh, actually, AOC was too. Um, last uh, South by Southwest, so was Jake Tapper. And Bernie and Jake Tapper were doing this interview. And uh, at the time, basically, all uh, CNN wanted to talk about was uh, the Stormy Daniels thing. And you could, you could just see it. it had gotten under Bernie's skin a little bit because he kept, like, ribbing Jake about it a little bit. And, you know, just to mock him for being Jake Tapper. And, uh, and it got to the point where Jake started asking something and he paused a little bit too long. And you just hear very gruffly, you know, from the other side of the stage, Stormy Daniels. <laughs> and the crowd laughs and Jake's kind of like had it. And he's like, no, you, you keep mentioning her name. And again, he made the mistake of pausing for a beat and Bernie zooms right in there and just delivers with all the salt possible, you know, not as much as CNN does. Sure. Oh, yeah. And the crowd <laughs> lost it, and Jake just looked like he was regretting I mean, every decision that had led him to that point. It was, yeah. it was, it was gorgeous. <laughs> it was boyhood. How did I get here? How did I fuck up this epically? No, I literally had. To, I, I did an edit for unofficial DNC where I, I played the you know hello darkness mild friend uh, over Jake just because the face he made was just so destroyed. It was amazing. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. I love that more than I should. More than any good you know good person. Yeah.
A good old round of Bernie versus the media is always good for uh, <laughs> an evening's entertainment. Good for the soul. It is. Right. <laughs> it just it nourishes me. Um, how about, how about, um, hey, well, I don't know if I'm, I'm fast forwarding too much here. I was going to say this, this, my favorite thing that has happened recently was the Biden, uh, like freak out where he like, accused the reporter of not being calm when he was like, heavy. yeah, that was an odd moment. Can I play the audio real quick? Please I'm do start right at the part where let us uh, all enjoy that reporter says why attack Sanders and yeah biden just i mean he's having some kind of episode here's here's the audio <laughs> oh hang on a sec i think i'm having a little i think i'm having a technical difficulty um i'll pull that up in just a sec sorry guys we kind of switched our uh it's cool. I, it really is kind of the equivalent, I think, of that time when, uh, well, I mean, because that's the thing. People bring cell phones to political events now yeah. and they film people and it goes viral. And so we have these moments. Yeah. Do you oh, have absolutely. it? Yeah. Oh, I have it. I got it. Sorry. I was just muted. That was a, my second oh, you're fine. rookie mistake of the night here. Supposed to be the tech guy. Okay. So here it is. <laughs> the, uh, it, before the, the, the reporter did say, okay, I'm going to give a little bit of context that I didn't get when I first saw this, just to give Biden like, sure, sure. a little tiny bit of credit. The reporter <laughs> said, um, why are you criticizing Sanders or something? There's one sentence before this. And they said, why are you doing that? Why wasn't his apology enough, Mr. Vice President? And then after a few more moments pause, the guy kind of boiled down his inquiry and he said, why attack Sanders? And at this point, Biden has just heard the word why uttered a few times. And, and here's what he does. Why attack Sanders? Why, 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 uh, Yosemite Sam or something like you're getting nervous. he he really does react a little I mean you know why the lady does protest that... too much methinks yeah. why do I have a feeling that that's probably the least creepy circumstance under which Joe Biden has told someone oh you're getting nervous man don't worry oh um, yeah I'm, I don't know I just and I will say feel... for people uh you should really look up the clip itself because it looks even weirder than it sounds I mean it's yeah. it's a creepy clip um, and then he does his physical attack. I mean, I'm yeah, he grabs right the a, guy. In a, yeah. in a freeze frame that I didn't even notice earlier because I was like enjoying the fact that the reporter is so stoked because he's <laughs> thinking, he's thinking, Oh fuck. Oh yikes. This idiot's freaking out. Awesome. You know, great. I'm yeah. about to get this amazing video. That's going to obviously go viral, but I'm looking now and yeah, Biden does the, the classic. I think he thinks he's like neutralizing folks when he does that. I was watching the video earlier and you can Google, <sighs> just Google Biden gaffes 2020. Great video that comes up and it, it leads with this young woman who asked him about, you know, genders and, and things. And he, he, he felt like he was being attacked and bamboozled and, mm -hmm. and he like attacked this girl. Like he, he, he didn't get the reaction that he wanted out of her. And he just like charges through this little crowd and like grabs her and pulls her in. It's just very, it's very good. Can you imagine how hard anyone else would be canceled if they did that? Can you imagine if oh, God, God forbid Bernie Sanders marched through a crowd and grabbed a girl? No, I cannot. Dude, I dude can't even can't even gesture while he's speaking without you know the whole the hordes of donut Twitter calling him a sexist in their right. weird weird ass. Uh, I, I swear to God, they've got like a secret decoder badge, and they turn otherwise not entirely innocuous words and gestures into just the most you know foul and insidious of yeah. uh, motives. But 
It's the Christ. kind of reaching you have to do when you're standing on absolutely no <laughs> yeah. moral ground and no ideological yeah. ground. And you have well, it was to like that question he was asked the other day when someone, you know, in the wake of the Warren thing, you know, someone said, do you think being a woman is, I believe their wording was, do you think it's an obstacle? And he said, well, yeah. And then he went on to say, everyone has their problems. I'm 78. Some people might not want a 78-year-old president. Buttigieg has, you know, there, there are homophobic people who might not be accepting of that, et cetera. The most reasonable, accurate, well-phrased answer. Sure. And there were a slew of people on Twitter in the replies saying along the lines of, oh, so being a woman is a problem. Got it. Or, oh, well, being a woman's a negative, huh? And the funny thing is, he he never said any of those. Disadvantage to be a woman, then there must be something wrong that you know. Well, just, it's just it's so disingenuous. Gymnastics. It's it's fun. it's confirmation bias. You want to hear Bernie Sanders say being a woman is bad, a negative, a problem. That is what you hear because actually he never used those words. The question right. was, is it an obstacle? And right. the funny thing to me is, these are the same Twitter accounts, the same quote unquote feminists who have probably used the phrase glass ceiling thousands of times. Absolutely. And they're going to throw a fit because a man acknowledges that sexism is real and that there are real obstacles for women trying to achieve things in politics. Give me a break. Like how, what, what galaxy brain level is this? Right. Right. (laughs) Not only do they not serve the causes they purport to, they, they explicitly harm them in that sort of behavior. You know, it's, they do. It's, it's, oh, they do because they're, they're gratifying what every man who thinks feminism is overblown, jacked up bullshit wants to think there, you know, there you go. There's your example. Feminists are ridiculous. They're unreasonable. Mm -hmm. They cannot be, you know, they, they'll pull completely illegitimate controversies out of their ass. And it's, it's horrible. It does. It, it, It harms the movement. Exactly. As you said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got another little clip I want to play because I thought this was cool and I just saw it. Have you heard this little one of Trump essentially like endorsing Bernie uh, and kind of dissing the other candidates? It's really <laughs> no, I don't think so. All right. Do you have? Let's do. Let's do it. It's a minute. Um, I didn't really plan to do this one, but it's really funny. We should we should check it out. So listen to the crazy man speak about our crazy man. The other ones, uh, crazy Bernie. I don't know. Maybe he's really surging. He really is. Elizabeth Warren seems to be going in the other way. Burn. Joe Biden doesn't seem to be doing too well from the standpoint. True. It'll be very interesting to see whether or not he makes it. Now I just got to pause there because I think my man just said Biden's going to (laughs) die. Well, I would. I mean, he makes it. It is. It's Trump. I mean, he's almost making this face. It is Trump. I mean, mean, Biden's. I think it could at least be a Freudian slip of sorts. That's yeah. Right. Okay. Back up. We'll go through that again and finish the clip. It'll be very interesting to see whether or not he makes it. Hillary Clinton about Bernie. She said, "No one likes him. No one wants to work with him. He gets nothing done." Pelosi has him, of course, in, in jury duty at the impeachment trial. Are they colluding against Bernie again? Well, they are. They're really trying to take it away from him again. I mean, when Hillary says nobody likes him, nobody likes her. <laughs> this man, this if this man is not the high school like gossip idiot who just like prides himself in his ability oh to my take shots at people. He really does. That's like, all his Twitter is, really. So it is. Down to the names he comes up with for people. He's just like, he's got a burn book, you know? He's got all these names that, for people. Yeah, well, it's well. really, I think his trick is simple alliteration. Like, you'd be like, evil yeah. Emily, and I'd be stupid Steve, and boom, 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 his people are He fun. tries. He, you know, he's got to do sleepy Joe Biden and crazy Bernie, but whatever. True, <laughs> true. Yeah, that's true. He does do better work than the simple. They're, they're pretty lazy. 
She had every advantage. She had this big machine behind her. She had the Obama. She had the, she had everything. The Obama. Oh, dear, dear God, don't make me agree with this man. I know. This is why I did this, to make uh, you do that. She, uh, she's the one that people don't like him. And I think oh, my God. In terms of personality, I might take him over her. <laughs> and then oh, shit. Said, I probably would take neither. Well, <laughs> probably take either because you're so dumb. I mean, I know I know all of our least favorite Democrats are going to run wild with that. See, Trump uh, likes him. His personality right. is like Trump. But, oh, God, it's what's that tag group on Facebook? Like that I'm moment when the, the I don't know. That, I know I the moment when die. the worst possible person says something you agree with or something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good you always have the best dad groups i'm like in you know i jo- i've joined a bunch of excellent really good ones and then i know i've forgotten that they even exist and i probably just keep using the same 10 ones but <laughs> well those are some good ones <laughs> on the, onto the and, and biden's going to be interesting because he can't string together a sentence and if he makes it always <laughs> oh, doing the if he makes it again i didn't know he did this oh no and if he makes it if he makes it you know, he seems to have a little bit of an edge right now, but it's it's rapidly disappearing. Bernie is much like his will to live. About it. And Bernie <laughs> seems to be the one the party wants. But my attitude is whoever it is. He's confusing with all kinds of weirdness now. Well, Bernie's the one the party wants, but Bernie's also what I want. He doesn't well, I mean, I think he might be right in that. I think if he's thinking of the Democratic base more, because the base right. is actually quite favorable to Bernie outside the, oh, yeah. you know, the hate Absolutely. percent. Yes, yes, um, right. In fact, that's probably what he did mean. Dear, you know what really strikes me about that is it's embarrassing that that moron over there who thinks the most absurd things imaginable um, thinks there were airports during the Revolutionary War and windmills cause cancer, that yeah. that dumbass has a better grasp on what's going on in the Democratic primary than all of the people paid to know that. I that is just see. astounding. I'd love to see him and Ben Carson like talk about history. You know, Ben, famous oh my. storing grain. I would watch pyramid. that. Oh, it'd be outstanding. I would watch like, the fuck out of that. Kind of just like, yes. Goes. Yeah, I would definitely. If there's something I would trust Comedy Central with, it would be. I want to see them have to do like a history trivia night and like they're a team. And they can't not answer. Like they have. Yeah. And, it, and they have to like consult together. And yeah. Oh my God. Together. Right. And they're, right. Because they're a team. Like hot mics. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the reality. That's like the voyeurs. Oh, shit. That makes it work for America. I would watch the hell out of that. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I mean, <laughs> we'll talk offline. <laughs> yeah. We just became business partners. So, um, yeah. So that's Trump endorsing Bernie in a way. Who the fuck knows what's going on? At, at, at the least, having a much better grasp on the situation. I mean, let's put it this way. We know Trump's a little scared. We've heard people, White House staff, say that privately he's, he's expressed nervousness about Bernie's popularity and about the popularity of socialism. He understands, at the very least, and it's incredible that this has made it through his thick brain, but he understands that it may not be so easy to run against a socialist as he probably assured himself that it would be. So that much, at least, has made it uh, he was past the only a populist. Uh, on the yeah, uh-huh. he he knew that he could rest assured that with his strong populism, even if it worked directly right. against the majority of the folks who supported it, would be too sexy to turn down. Right. Um, but now that we have a guy, I, you know, it's fucked up. These things always happen in weird timing. Now that I'm thinking about it, today in my little town, I saw this like fucking truck up ahead of me. Huge Harley Davidson thing on it, like so big, like I couldn't even tell what kind of truck it was, but but there's a sticker, like a big Harley. I'm like, oh God, no, 
Mm-hmm. You're going to see the Tesla. They're going to rev. It's going to be a big <laughs> fucking problem. Like, you're going to want to fight me. They're going to chase me with a gun. I'm just already like, and then I get close and I'm like, wait, there's this little rectangular teal sticker with white. And I'm like, what? No fucking way. Is it the old 2016 feel the burn? It was a very popular. Oh, nice. And I like that up. sticker. And it's just, and it's that. And I'm like trying to like make eye contact with whoever's driving this truck in the mirror. But I don't know. It's creeping. It's creeping. In Wholesome. Our little thing is happening in, in weird, big ways. That's really, uh, it really is happening. It, it's, cool. I feel like I can't think of the term for this or there's probably a metaphor that describes it, but like, you know how, um, you cut you you have like little sensors sometimes there are, there are certain things that people pay attention to and when you see those things begin to change it's a good indication that something big is happening something's moving yeah um you know like it's it's sort of the the rats jumping off the ship kind of a thing yeah. um but we're starting to see some of those um we're i mean i i sort of had that feeling when um i forget his last name but i think his first name is ron he was he's a representative from uh uh, michigan wisconsin somewhere in the midwest he's the head of the uh congressional progressive caucus i should know this shit um and he endorsed bernie Mm -hmm. and and he was it was something to do like i think he'd never he he had not endorsed a presidential candidate before and it's those little things it's those little tells where somebody breaks from a pattern because something is different and they sense that. And we're beginning to see that happen more and more. People that don't normally come out for president's endorsing. There were a few endorsements that Bernie got. I think it was the morning after uh, the Warren thing. Um, there was a, uh, an immigrants rights group that endorsed him. Same thing. They had never come out for president before. Yep. And then there was a, a similar one. Um, and then maybe a union, a, 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 a union in Nevada. Um, mm-hmm. no, I'm sorry. I remember what it was now. It was the largest African-American, uh, county caucus or something like that came out for Bernie in Nevada. And again, same thing. We don't, we've not done this before, but this is different and it's yeah. special. And we understand this is a moment and there's a movement here happening. And we know that we need to be part of this. Yeah. And, and the, one of the biggest ones I've seen so far actually just happened. I saw it on my phone before we got on to, uh, this, uh, call um, a congresswoman in South Carolina, or I could be wrong about that. Um, her name I think is I saw this Barbara Smith. It's, uh, it's, it's South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yes. I saw that too. Yeah. No, no, no. Sorry. It's not Barbara Smith. I think that's someone else. Um, see, see the unfortunate thing is they've been coming on so many recently that I'm having a hard time remembering. I'm keeping it straight, but a, um, yes, an African-American, I believe she's like 50 years old. She was endorsing Biden. This is very much the demographic that we've had a hard time shifting or that we knew would be a challenge to shift in the Southern states where Bernie is weaker is this demographic. And she switched her endorsement to Bernie and she's not known for being, thank you. She's not known for being a liberal Democrat or a left Democrat. If anything, she's kind of described herself as a conservative Democrat. Mm -hmm. And she's saying this is not because it's left. It's because I'm seeing him as the one who's going to beat Trump. And that's where that magical, elusive factor has begun to come into play, the electability factor. And more and more people, even centrist Democrats, and this is what I was worried we wouldn't be able to do, are beginning to sense that he is the most electable, which means they will back him to beat Trump even though they don't like him. And if we can make that happen, we are gold. We will do this. 
I presented to my very, very old county Democratic committee last night, and I had just this fucking full merch table like I was, you know, a full Hot Topic band. I mean, I had everything. <laughs> They're coming over, nice. and, they're, and the, the one lady who was a teacher at my high school, um, she is petitioning for Amy, bought a Bernie for 2020 button. She said, just to have a round. And I'm thinking, oh, no your head what's about to happen don't you and then she's gonna she's gonna keep it in a case with some glass over it that says you know break in case of bernie looking like the nominee (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i had actually had another lady buy one for her teenage daughter to put in the time capsule to give to her later because it's going to be such an important thing for her that bernie became president oh my god but but then another old lady switching gears back to last night another older lady uh bought another button another weird democratic she's like well well, you know, I, I, I really like Warren. I'm going to vote for Warren. But let me get one of these buttons. And I'm just like, yeah. Uh... One of these buttons. That's three bucks. But it's just like those little turns are big. Because when, when I heard yeah. you say, oh, I didn't think we were going to get these centrists. It's like me fucking either. But the button factor last night kind of uh, kind of yeah. a little bit that way. And, and just it's... a lot of... Yeah, it, it's been a struggle in my mind. Because on the one hand, I mean, like, I kind of nursed that hope in 2016. I kind of felt like as it came down to the wire with the polling being the way it was and Bernie being so much stronger against Trump than Hillary was, I kind of felt like, see, I kind of thought maybe a plausible scenario would be it's obviously in their best interest to continue backing Hillary right up until the moment, because obviously they want her more. Um, but maybe if, if, if she's still polling badly against Donald Trump at the last minute, possibly they might cave and switch to Bernie because he was pulling so well against Trump and then they didn't. And I kind of felt like, well, that's that concept is clearly fucked. They don't care about beating Trump. Actually. They really just care about maintaining their little cozy internal power structure arrangement. And I still think that's largely what guides their decision-making. But on the other hand, at this point they've had to deal with four years of Trump. And I do think there are enough, maybe not the highest up Democrats, maybe not the John Podesta's and the, you know, all their little toadies. Um, but I think maybe the, the, the ones who actually have to do some work, the representatives, right. the state legislature, et cetera, I think they might be very susceptible to the, we just need to be Donald Trump and get this asshole out of our hair for once and for all argument. And as Bernie begins to look more and more inevitable, there's that, there's that kind of itch to want to be on the winning side for once. You just get tired of losing after right. a while How and you want to be want to sit there and eat and right. Just, you've just pot committed yourself to utter failure. Yeah. Devastation. And, and, and there's, and there's a certain appeal to being on the winning team, to being on the team with the sexy oh, momentum and absolutely. the, you know, it's just, and, and guess who has the X factor, baby. That's it. Yep. And that's the biggest appeal of all. This was, that was my biggest thing in 2016 that I learned was watching the people, you know, I'd watch the debates and then I'd, I'd have the cognitive dissonance when I saw the headlines that evening and the next morning in print, just fucking what, excuse me, we watch different debates. And then I learned that that's kind of how it works is the media just tells yeah. people how the debate went. The media tells exactly one and who was a star and who was a dud. <laughs> and like, I just had this idea of like, Oh, Oh my God, is that how it works? And what I realized is the media capitalizes on what you just said. They want to project the idea of a winning team. Like, yes. what would you do if I told you I was I knew who was going to win the fucking Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. You place your bets tonight, baby. You'll eat those chicken wings and that pizza, and you'll know on yep. election night that you chose the winning pony. You know, and that's we have the crystal ball. We have the insider information. We know what's going to go down. So you want to be on the winning team, right? And they create this. 
they're, they're manufacturing consent prophecy too right i mean exactly not, and tens of millions of people see that bullshit and they they lull in line with it and they and they pull the mm-hmm. lever in the voting booth um and then yep. we get and we get where we get and then a true populist movement you know getting back to the the idea of trump fearing a left populism as he should look at the european model as of late um mm-hmm very real fucking threat to him it's the only real threat to him these centrist turds are certainly not the threat speaking of let's go to another quick video this <laughs> of pete buddha judges please clap moment that he had oh. uh we all know i mean amy had one a uh, little bit earlier i think it was almost a year ago where no one cheered for her and it was very very uh, <laughs> jabby and and she didn't say please clap i forget she said something but this this one was good and there were at least three interns that were hit with staplers uh, directly after that Various office supplies. Yeah, the the local police department near Amy's main office looks like a looks like a Staples with all the evidence that they have there from all the previous. <laughs> all right, here's here's Pete. Levers of American government. So can I look to you to spread that sense of hope to those that you know? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now I Can't you just hear the hope? You can hear it. You can hear it. You really can. It's almost like Panic at the Disco is here in my bedroom with me playing a song. Oh, my God. Well, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. And that laugh, that psychotic Krusty the Clown laugh. That is not normal. Jesus. He's a psychopath. Well, he's not normal. He's Christian Bale from American Psycho. Yeah, I was looks... going to say, he's definitely killed, and I think it's safe to say <laughs> Again. He has killed and he will kill again. He will kill again. This will not be the last <laughs> life he takes. Good lord, the man. Um, yeah, that oof. so um what else are you seeing in the in the mainstream that's that's giving you faith these days? What are our silver linings that we're Well, I have to hand it to the Sanders campaign. I am thoroughly impressed at the brilliant maneuver they pulled with the social security thing. Oh, and I didn't God. even quite realize what had happened. Yes, this was great. We until I took this. for uh, yeah. Go ahead. This is amazing. I, yeah. I want to hear you talk about this. All right, jump in if you if I'm just completely no, 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 no. Uh, taking over the conversation. Uh, so, oh, no. of course, um, most of us who follow this kind of thing obsessively because we have no other lives, um, you know, we all know Joe Biden has tried to cut Social Security many times. Joe Biden suffered a lot, especially in his congressional career from this impulse to prove he wasn't like those other sissy Democrats. He was a tough Democrat. He could even compete with the Republicans when it came to trying to cut the social safety net. Yeah. Yeah, Supporting war, Uh, you know, just, and to, I mean, to an extent we saw that a lot with Hillary Clinton as well. She always seemed like she was trying to prove how tough she could be Um, maybe to compete with the men or something, but she was very hawkish, you know, um, Yep. Very, uh, she, she gave you the impression she was fine with the surveillance state, you know, Wait, wanting to drone Assange. Ex- yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Biden very much like this too. And, and I knew this, um, I was reminded of this recently. I, I, I made a little video, uh, months ago comparing, uh, Biden and Bernie in the Senate and the house respectively, um, during the time period when the, uh, the crime bill was going Girl, through all of the like before I knew you and I posted that shit everywhere. I was like, who is this Bernie facts? <laughs> no, I swear to you. I did. I posted it to all my nine pan people. And I was well, like, thank you. I appreciate I who that. The fuck this Bernie facts is, but they're doing some great oppo on Biden. He's well, thank Yeah. Thank you. I, I made yeah, that to kind of launch right. the page and it did work pretty well for that. I was able to it had like um, that hip hop beat. 
You know, I honestly just found that I wasn't even impressed with it. I just found that in that uh, list of like free music you can use in the background that like YouTube or Google will link you to. Yeah. And I I changed it a little bit. Um, I I would use something different next time, honestly, but, um, but I did pull, you know, I did pull the the footage straight from C-SPAN. I I cut it for, for brevity. I, you know, eliminated a bunch of yeah, just uh, yeah, hems and hawing. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, you know, I added the subtitles and it, it was pretty simple. It was basically, I just cut from Biden arguing for the crime bill. And it, they were from slightly different stages in the whole process, as we know, you know, the whole thing where it has to go from the House to the Senate and then back and, and shit. Yeah. It's, it gets complicated. But but the, the process ultimately resulted in the 1994 uh crime bill, which, as we know, has had devastating um, effects on exploding the prison population, the, the, the three strikes thing, you know, it's just, it's, and, and it was so telling to me, it was like the best moment to kind of crystallize the difference between Joe Biden and Bernie, because Biden's up there just, I mean, every single dog whistle, every racist, every dog in 10 miles had to be going crazy. You know, it was, wow. we have to clean up the streets, there's these thugs there are these it's you know kids born out of wedlock yeah exactly uh, your grandmother my wife you know whatever my his, sons his are going to be beaten up my daughter yep yep yeah yeah these kids that are born out of wedlock have no conscience and it's it was kind of alarming because you saw where hillary clinton got that whole super, super predators, predators thing absolutely. from he did he used the word predators he said these the kids are predators for sure uh-huh. yeah yeah the messaging was there and and he even mentioned, and I found this hilarious because I didn't realize this going into it, but he even said, now I, I have colleagues, these like fringe leftists, colleagues of mine in the, in the Senate and in the House, and I immediately Same thought, I know who he's talking about. Mm. Uh-huh. Because, and then you cut to Bernie, and, and there's Bernie in the House. And Poor fucking guy. The absolute, the sheer fucking gap between the worldview evident in Joe Biden and, and in Bernie Sanders couldn't possibly have been more, you know, on display better because Bernie's, you can tell from the second Bernie opens his mouth, he's not thinking about this little piece of legislation. He's thinking about the entire fucking landscape, the whole picture. He's always been such a big picture guy and that's how he has this incredible foresight. And he's going over, this is, this is just, a, this is wrong from the word go. This is about punishment. It's about retribution. It's not about protecting people about compassion about actually addressing the root issues that are the causes of crime it doesn't talk about poverty it doesn't help us solve any of this you know we and he even says and this is going to disproportionately punish the black population and he was a thousand percent right and it's so evident that this man is coming from a place of genuinely caring about people and wanting to reshape society and have an economy and a government and a society that are on are, are based on principles of justice and compassion. You know what I mean? Well, you know, it's Bernie, duh. But like, so I make this video and it actually did quite well. I, I believe um, uh, Sean King actually picked it up and I, he didn't use it right away because somebody reached out to me and they said, can you have it? I said, yeah. And he saved it and he waited and he, he uh, actually released it when Biden launched, which I thought was clever. Um, and then I actually, um, it popped up on uh, Ilhan Omar's uh, Insta. She posted a little thing of it and with a bunch of angry faces over it. I was like, yes, Ilhan likes my oh, video. That's amazing. But, um, amazing. Props. So, so that was fresh in my mind. And I remembered, because I had to watch all of this footage of C-SPAN to, to get some really good Joe Biden moments. Um, so obviously Joe Biden is trying to cut Social Security. He's been doing this many times over his career. He's trying to prove he can be just as cutthroat and ruthless and fiscally responsible as those Republicans, right? right. And, um, and he thinks this is a strength. Well, 
you know, sorry, (laughs) fast forward to now. And he's kind of gotten the message dimly that apparently we do progressive things now in the Democratic Party and that all of that is very uh, out of vogue. And so he's trying to pretend that never happened. And he doesn't know the Internet exists um, or that his record is public. So the Bernie team, um, and, I'm, and I'm blanking on exactly what the format was, but they in some way released or referred to a video clip of Biden where he's talking about how Paul Ryan was right to want to try to cut Social Security and uh, Medicare or Medicaid or both. Yeah. And um, now I did not receive this impression at the time because I didn't really research the clip or watch the whole thing. But apparently he claims he was actually making fun of Paul Ryan. The whole thing was satire or mockery or something. And so he threw a fit. He claimed that the Bernie campaign had doctored the video, which they didn't. And I highly doubt Joe Biden knows what that means. Two defenses, you fucking idiot. I know. One, you're saying you were joking. And then two, you're saying, well, no, I didn't even actually say that. It was doctored. I think what he meant was that the clip was truncated to the point where you couldn't tell the context. And yeah, but that's not the same as doctoring something anyway. Well, PolitiFact, of course, did what PolitiFact does and rated the claim as false because they don't research anything worth a shit. Right. And um and then uh Bernie um did, did he apologize for that one? No, he didn't. Um I'm, I'm confusing that with the Zephyr teacher thing. But anyway, so Sorota and you know Biden's people are going back and forth on Twitter fighting about it. And but but the funny thing was this. It gave Joe Biden the confidence to lie to dig himself even deeper in the hole of lies about his yes. record. Because he thought he he thought he made it out of that one. He thought he right. made it out the other side. He was safe. The the little controversy was over. They do they'd done their worst? He mm-hmm. was in the clear. He know. was in the clear. Yeah, when we spoke about this, which is uh-huh. I didn't even think of it that way. That that is so true. And yep. And and then they dropped the hammer. Right. And just when Biden felt really safe and comfy, and actually released the first negative ad, I think of the. Uh, primary season uh, claiming that Bernie because because now he's feeling good he's feeling all fat and sassy and he feels like he can actually go on the offense against Bernie and he can he can accuse Bernie of lying and he's probably feeling really good about this because who the hell ever gets to accuse Bernie of lying he probably feels like this is a special little opportunity that's dropped in his lap Uh, and he and he takes the bait and he chomps down on that sucker and just like that (laughs) lightning fast the Bernie campaign drops a video oh. that just uses the audio from Joe Biden in the Senate bragging cocky as hell about trying to cut Social Security not once, not two times, not three times, but four times. Right. <laughs> Clear as can be, no doctoring, no mockery. Savage. I mean, and, and, and it took me a minute or two. Oh, I'm so proud of, of Team Bernie in 2020. They are running a brilliant campaign. And the, and the thing is, and it didn't really occur to me for a minute or two, but then I realized they dropped that thing way too fast. There's no way they did not have that ready. To, they knew about that clip. They knew that was the stronger clip to prove that Joe Biden had tried to cut Social Security. They had that in their pocket. And they oh, went with the weak agree. one first. Right, right. And that's so... I, I, and the I, beauty of it, the beauty of it is that they essentially 
tricked Joe Biden into lying harder about That's his right. record and overreaching, right. and they still didn't do anything wrong because Joe Biden still chose to lie, and his record is still shit. Right. It's like <laughs> you give the liar an out, and they don't. They kept it, their hands clean, it, but and they pulled. Have to do it. An absolutely beautiful four-dimensional chess move that just oh. nailed Joe Biden's ass to the wall. And I would have missed it. I mean, I, I saw the events happen, but but I think you, you we spoke uh, through like Facebook, you know, voice chat quickly about it, and I was just like, "What?" And you explained, just, and I was like, "Holy shit, she's she's right because they that is definitely how that worked." I mean, I, mean, I don't know who came up with that, but standing ovation for Faz and everyone else on the team. Whoever went in, I mean, that is just. I mean, not only are y'all solid at large, but fuck, that was a particular blast. It takes talent. That I mean, that's some art of war shit. It takes it talent is. to to be that brutal to your opponent and still be completely clean. Solid. Like they didn't do anything dirty or underhanded. They, I mean, Joe Biden chose to do that. He made right. his own decisions every step of the way. He chose to lie. He could have said, "Well, you know." I did have different views about that in the past. I realized they're wrong. I've evolved. You know, this would have been the intelligent thing to do. Right. But no, Joe Biden got cocky and overconfident. Then we see this same And he thing walks right into a trap. You, exactly. And we've and you could say that about the re recent Clinton debacle. And I feel like that's like the fourth or fifth time that we've spoke about something tonight. And Clinton and Biden have this same sort of like dynasty politics hubris. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This refusal to admit wrongdoing, this refusal mm -hmm. to apologize or acknowledge a mistake. Yeah, just doubling down on the mistake and making it worse. Take that shit anymore. You know why? And I think it's like this big like swings left, swings right, swings left. People are a bit sick of Trump's fucking, you know, hubris and his doubling down and his like, Jesus, mm -hmm. dude, have some fucking humility just once in a while. That when, you know, the other side tries to do it now, it's just like, ugh, it just reads so... Well, I think the thing is, people... See, in order to make people choose you, you have to make the case that you're better than the alternative, obviously. And for the Democratic Party in the past, this hasn't been a problem because when the only alternative is the Republican Party, which may claim different values, but let's be real, it's all one big party in the end. They're all taking money from the same corporate donors. They're all afflicted with the same nauseating, fake, false artificial crap, you know, that, that, that people are sick of, which is why so many people have largely disengaged from politics and we have such shit voter turnout. But as long as that's the alternative, you can safely count on people choosing you. And neither party is really prepared for the fact that this time the people actually have a real alternative. Yes. And the Democratic Party can no longer count on being, you know, eking out tiny wins by being better than the Republican Party. They're now having to stare a real opponent in the face and they're not prepared for it. And they're, they're using all the stale old plays from the old playbook that worked for them before. And they're failing one by one over and over. All of their tried and true tested gambits, you know, are just, I mean, look at everything they've tried to throw at Bernie in the last few days. And what happens? He's just surging harder it's and they don't have anything prepared. Yeah, no, we're at the total hero's tale phase right now. We're in the rock. <laughs> We're in, we're at the part where yeah. like the training montage is fully fucking over. And now we test all the skills we we've been training, you know, it's like, well, I think we're at the point in the fight where you'll have to excuse me. My family obsessively watched Rocky movies when I was a kid. I know them oh, all really well. Perfect. Um, this is me too. So <laughs> fine. we're, good. we're at the part of the fight, actually, I think where the champion who figured this was going to be an easy fight and kind of swaggered out there and started hitting away. And then he wasn't going down and, 
and they hit harder and they, they, they pulled out everything they had and he still didn't go down. And at this point they've exhausted their best moves and they're like, what the fuck is happening? And their yeah. opponent who's just absorbed this terrific beating all, you know, and hasn't gone down rallies and begins to come back and hit back. And the champion doesn't know what hit him. Yep. Yep. I love it. No, nope, that's, that's the that's, part we're at. That's where, we're, yeah. And we're just at the beginning of that, like, which is really cool. Yeah. We're just at the beginning of that. Yeah. And we have to, you know, it's never too late for the hero to lose here. So I, I don't want to <laughs> blow my own. Yeah. Let's not jinx it. But, and, and that is honestly something that's been really encouraging to me is that I've, I've been afraid every time some good news came out about Bernie that, uh, the volunteer base was going to slack off. think we had it and we were, and the activity was going to go down, but every single time, at least, you know, all of the Bernie people on my Facebook timeline, which is a few thousand people at this point. Yeah. I've seen every one of them say, don't stop. Don't look back. Don't slow down. Do it more. Phone bank more, text more, donate more. We are not slowing down. We are not taking this for granted. We are going all the fucking way. That's and that is encouraging to me. That's where we're at. And, and, and we know that it can be a one inch contest and we can't lose by an inch. Oh yeah. We give two inches. Now we give a foot. Now we stay up that extra hour, make those hundred phone calls. You know, we've been yes. down this fucking road. Nobody's going to put an hour in our day. Nobody's going to do this shit for us. We've got to get out there and fucking do the work. You know, for me right now, it's getting the signatures to get our Absolutely. across the state on the uh-huh. fucking ballot because we're not those clowns who let the state choose our fucking delegates. We choose our delegates. We get nice. the signatures. We go to the convention represented by passionate individuals who believe in our cause, not a bunch of fucking dorky party hacks appointed at the last moment because no one could get out in the fucking snow and get a couple signatures. Um, Hell yeah. It's, it's, it's just descriptive of what we do. And, and it just it makes yeah. me so proud to be a part of what we're out here fucking doing. It's just... Uh, it's Same. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm, I've, I got in my car a few days ago and I drove straight through the night here to Iowa from Austin, Texas. And I... And the... It's incredible how tightly um, integrated the, you know, the Bernie, I don't even know what to call us. I don't like burners, but you know, the, the Bernie family has become at this point to where if I put out on Facebook, I want to go to Iowa and canvas until the caucus. I can't really afford to leave my, uh, I, I can't afford to not work for that long. Um, does anyone want to support me doing this? And it almost immediately at this point, people have donated enough money that I can keep doing this for a month, which means after Iowa, I'm going to then decide where, where I'm going next, either Nevada New or York. New Hampshire or, <laughs> but, and, and Hampshire, someone's like, do you need a place to place stay? New York. Yeah, do yeah, you need yeah. a place to stay? I've got a finished basement. You can crash here. And like, we are, we've had to do this by the seat of our pants, but my God, are we killing it? Um, yeah. You know, this is just, it's solidarity. It's people coming together and saying, we have the same purpose. I got your back. You've got mine. And it's from each according to his ability. A lot of people can't leave their jobs or um, you know, to canvas or that's not really their thing. So they're, they're putting me out here canvassing and I can do that. So that's something I've chosen to do. There are people phone banking, donating, and it's just, it's absolutely incredible. And I'm not the only one. There's, there are people, um, here from out of state that I've, I mean, from all over the place. Um, my friend Susan from Texas, she's coming up to Cedar Rapids, I believe on Friday. I might, um, move I'm in council bluffs right now, but I might actually move operations out there. Um, and, uh, keep going there until, until the caucus. So it's, yeah, yeah, it's, this is why we're going to win. We have easily, I mean, Bernie's been saying it and he's been right. We're going to win because we are going to put together the biggest movement this country has seen the most passionate, dedicated campaign 
um, supported by sheer volunteer manpower um, that anyone in this country has ever seen. And that's something the political establishment does not even have the data to be able to predict or control. Oh, I love hearing him talk about it. I love to do his tone of voice where he like, he has this tone of voice that he does sometimes when he describes like an amount of money is small when he's like, yeah, it costs about like 25 bucks. Or, you know, he'll be like, <laughs> yes. you know, he'll, he'll, but he'll talk about the movement and be like, it's only when it's not going to happen with me being president. It's yep. only when millions of Americans stand together and say loudly and clearly and all this bullshit. And it's like, you're fucking right, man. And, I know. And then we learned that after 2016 and we got to yeah. learn it underneath his fucking wind beneath my wings. Beautiful example of what a fucking genius does and what a classy person does and what a wise yeah. person does and what a true person who knows he has one shot to, to, to like lead a true movement of the people in his life. Yeah. A fucking dude. Bernie like is day where I, I freak. And I know you do too, because I see your posts and I just know, you know <laughs> I know your soul. And like, it's just like once a day, I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? Something gnarly happens where somebody's helping somebody or somebody's doing yeah. something righteous, or he just says something and you're just like, man, that and you're just blown crazy. away. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's this, you know, I'm not, I'm a pretty, well, I'm, some people would say anal. Uh, I'm a pretty rational, logical person. I, my, my mother described me as I was growing up. I was the thinker. I was not a feeler. And, uh, you know, um, I, I would say that's not totally accurate. But, um, you know, I don't, I don't get swept away by flights of fancy or obvious appeals to my emotions very often. But every now and then, it's hard to deny that there is something about this. There, there is a rightness to this. This feels right. There is... It's like, I mean, you know, again, I don't want to use dumb words like destiny or whatever, but like there's, there's a very real feeling that this, this is our, this moment was coming and it's our time and it's supposed to happen now and things are falling into place the way they are supposed to be. And I mean, I, now you'll have to forgive me. I come from a Christian background. Mm -hmm. um, Catholic school, Roman Catholic school for the first few years of my upbringing. Oh, really? Very strongly religious, I guess, kind of family. But. Nice. And I, you know, I don't even know, I wouldn't, I don't often use that term to describe myself now because it means very negative, very, very not me things to people. Sure. <laughs> so okay. unless I have time to really explain, I won't usually use that term, but I mean, I still, um, to a to large extent retain a lot of, uh, uh, what I grew up, uh, believing, um, at least the core tenets of it, uh, what I would consider the, you know, the real stripped down um, basics of it. So it's actually very gratifying, you know, kind of becoming a socialist going, Oh, you know what? This actually makes sense to me because the, you know, the, the faith was founded by a, you know, a, a Brown socialist. working class, itinerant, uh, socialist Jew from the Middle East. And that's pretty rad. Um, and uh, I mean, I, every now and then I kind of have fun with, uh, Facebook and I'll, I'll post things like, you know, my favorite Bible story, the time when uh, the, the disciples uh, decided to do communism after Jesus uh, rose from the dead. And, um, and, uh, and then there was that one man that tried to lie to them and keep back some of his private property, which he was supposed to sell and distribute to the poor. And uh, he lied about it. So the Holy Spirit killed him. <laughs> he kill, killed the class traitor. I was... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, every now and then I just like to flex with the Bible knowledge, especially when it supports communism. Um, sure. But uh, yeah, I have fun with pastors and people like that. But um, no, but every now and then these these verses will kind of pop into my head unbidden because I can't help it because something about this will look so, it's just, it's the best way to describe it. And there are things, like when I think about Bernie, 
over and over and over again, this verse from the book of Esther will come to me that basically there's this moment where, um, if you might remember, um, Esther asks her uncle, who's basically asking her to take on this almost suicide mission to try to save her people, the Jewish people. And she's basically saying, why me? I'm nobody. And he basically says, it doesn't matter that you're nobody. You're here in this moment at this time. Who, how do you know that you weren't put here for such a time as this? Right. Right, you know, right, right. and I think about that about Bernie all the time because in so many ways he was a nobody too. He was this poor kid from Brooklyn, didn't have any money. He goes off, he could, it's a fucking Vermont, you know, and he, he runs in these elections, he gets nothing, and he probably felt very, very often, I'm nobody, I'm not the person to like save the world or whatever. But he never let that stop him, and he just kept doing what was right. Yep. Just kept taking the next step in front of him, doing what was right, never losing focus, and it feels very much like at this point. Like his life was always coming to this, to where he is the most uniquely, perfectly suited person, at least, to take on Donald Trump. And it's like he was put here for such a time as this. And this is, and, and, and you know, extending that to all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like all of these factors came together. You know, all of the, even though the world is spinning out of control in many ways and it's on fire and <laughs> literally, and so much is going wrong, but at the same time, also, I feel like these factors fell into place in order to provide us with the solution. And that is literally us. Um, And, 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 and it's, it's coming together and it's working and you're almost a little bit afraid to actually believe that it could be happening. But, and then I'll, I'll be done with this rant in a minute, I promise. But like the one that occurred to me, the one that occurred to me um, just after Hillary said that thing about nobody liking Bernie and just millions of people, it, it felt like that scene from the remake of Miracle on 34th Street when, you know, the court is saying there's no such thing as Santa Claus and like the sign, you know, I believe in Santa like appears like yeah. everywhere and the whole yeah. city is like, you know, kind of like that. But yeah. I mean, and I've, and I've thought this about Bernie many times before too, watching especially like that video of him giving that passionate speech about not going to war and he's pouring his heart out and the camera backs out, you know, it's, it's C-SPAN and you realize the house is empty. There's yeah, nobody yeah. there. They've all left. No one is listening to this man yep. desperately crying out for someone to stop the madness. And going from that to now when 25,000 people turn out to hear him or more. Yeah. And, and the verse that has always popped into my head is the stone the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Mm-hmm. You know, which I, I know I'm not saying he's Jesus, but it, you know what I mean? Poetically, it really does feel like that. Like this man's been snubbed by all of Washington, you know, laughed at. He's a joke. He's a gadfly. He's, he's not serious. He's just this kook. And he's always ranting and raving about the 1% and poverty. And so he's a socialist, whatever. Yeah. And, and he never let that stop him. He never let that stop him from doing the right thing when he knew it was the right thing. Didn't matter if no one was listening to him. He was still going to stand up for what was right. And all of that time, we were coming along, but he didn't know that. And he just kept doing the right thing. And, and, and then the conditions were right. And we heard him. And here we are. Then yep. he's positioned to possibly take on the greatest seat of power in the world. And he's about the only person I can think of right now who should be in that position because he doesn't want it for that. Right. And he's not trying to be the most powerful person ever. He had to be asked to take this on. Yep. And he's only doing it to essentially take that power and give it back to us, which is just incredible. Yep. 
And he's very, in a very real way, he's becoming, you know, the, the, I don't know if this metaphor even works anymore, but you know, the cornerstone, it's this one small stone, but it sits, at the, it sits at the corner of the building and it's what you, you know, kind of, you use it to make sure the sides of the building are straight. It's like the, it's, it gives you the, the model or the pattern for the rest of the building. And then all of the other bricks come in, you know, to, to form right. the whole structure. So it, it's very apt if you think about it, Absolutely. but, um, yeah. Absolutely. So yes, there are those little moments now and then that just kind of give you chills and you, you, you get the sense that we're very much part of something very big that's happening. Yep. We're, we're making history. Yep. You know? And what's funny is, uh, you know, and I, I can't find this article now. I was looking at an article a little while ago about the, uh, the rep from South Carolina who is now backing Bernie over Biden. And if you, if anybody wants to Google that, um, the little four or five quotes that she gave all are like literally Bernie messaging pieces. She's like, really? It's like, it's not about him. It's about all of us. And like this and that. And it's just like, there you go. You know, and she's passionate as fuck. Like, it's crazy for someone who just kind of like flipped like that. It's just Damn. coming and they're coming hard and it's gnarly. And I've that's seen the thing to like people just be yeah. like, this one dude who I barely talked to is kind of like real establishment safe. Think he voted for Hillary last time around, you know, he's mm-hmm. kind of been like dizzying himself trying to keep caught up with these doofuses that they have out here, you know, between your peaks <laughs> and your, I know, I, you know, and then all these idiots. And, and then today he kind of came to this like moment of clarity on some weird post of mine where he was like, wow, you know, Oh, it was the Pete. It was the Pete, please clap. I think he might've been a Pete guy because today he really just came out and he was like, man, this is- Did he just kind of see the writing on the wall and was like, oh, what have I done? And here, like, Bernie's the guy, you know? And I'm like, yeah, dude, like, it's kind of obvious, but you know, it's cool. (laughs) It's it's okay. It's not a blind oath to populism here. It's all the fucking magic you just got done describing. It's all the magic I felt. It's what literally changed my life. Like- Same. I I went to school, like my dream in college was to get involved in politics. And then, you know, I'm so old. 9-11 happened. I was in political science class as a freshman oh wow and so that changed shit you know that changed my whole life i was like fuck i really don't want to go into politics now because i just saw it being endless wars forever uh, jokes on us all i guess it, it yeah. has been regardless whether or not um but anyway like i just never thought i'd get involved and i used to get these voter report cards in the mail and i'd put them on the fridge and it was an f and i was really proud of my f because i, I was <laughs> I was never going to get a B plus. I just never was ever going to vote, period. I was never going to register. I was never going to fucking vote. Um, through Obama and everything, and then Bernie, I just saw the videos, and I was just sick of... Even since I was a little kid, I'd, like, listen to Rage Against the Machine, and, like, on the budding primitive internet, I would look up the Zapatistas, and, like, my senior quote in my yearbook was, you know, it's it's better to, uh, you know, live on your feet, to, or to die on your feet than live on your knees, excuse me, and I was very nice. into the whole revolutionary vibe at a young age, and, and like, the idea that people... Oh, uh, you were cool in high school. I mean, no, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were like that edgy I, revolutionary dude. Like, right. To you and that, I like now, knows about what's going on outside cool. America. Barely. I was trying to pass as that. So I think you and I now would approve of high school me, but I was not what then was defined <laughs> as cool. <laughs> but anyway, like it was just never a thing for me. And then he came and I was like, wait, this guy's like, who the fuck is like, I'm not, you know, embarrassed to admit it. I had no idea who Bernie Sanders was. I did not either. In fact, I probably, I think everyone had that moment. You, you, you're exposed to Bernie for about five minutes and you say, who the fuck is this? Where has he yeah. been? Right. Who's this yeah, you just can't even believe anyone like this would survive in politics if they ever got there at all. Yeah, exactly. How has he not been? Yeah. My, my moment, I've, I've told, uh, I don't know if I, I, I might be going over something I said in the last episode, but you know, I, um, 
and a friend had this, the identical experience. I, I saw a Bernie ad. I kind of perked up my ears a little bit because I was already like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. I don't even know who I am politically anymore. I'm definitely not voting for any of those clowns on the Republican side. My God. Um, yeah. And I really didn't know anything about Democrats. I couldn't have told you who was even really running. Um, sure. But then Bernie was on and he was talking and he used the word oligarchy. And nobody says words like You're oligarchy like, on national television. Yeah. And it perked up my ears because I had actually, I remember learning that word. Lesson. Like back in that archaic word that doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Word. And it took me a second to, re- to recall the meaning. And then I was kind of proud of myself for remembering. And then the penny dropped and I went, Oh my God, we are. Yeah. And it had never occurred to me to think of our government like that before. It was like a whole viewpoint swivel. And yeah. I went, wait a minute, this man knows things. And even, and then, you know, the next thing I learned is he's a socialist and I'd been brought up to like practically go into some sort of Manchurian trance when I heard socialism. And, but I was still like, okay, I'm going to put that on the back burner for now because he still sounds really goddamn smart. Um, and I, at one point I even got to the point where I was like, okay, I may not be on board with the socialism sh- shit, but everything else he's saying, like, at least I know this is someone who, who will do the right thing. I can respect that guy. He's an adult. And basically I'll vote for him as a protest vote simply because all the Republicans suck. It's like, you know what, do better or else I'm going to go vote for the socialist. Um, (laughs) And then, you know, from there, of course, it just went crazy. And I educated myself politically and realized he was dead right. And uh, yeah, and now I'm probably slightly to the left, but still I I feel like, you know, the movement he's created, the genius of it is it's not going to stop. You know, people don't stop. I mean, so many people are communists now or socialists or somewhere in there um, who started on the other side of Bernie because the momentum kept going. And what Bernie's done, I mean, the, the, the biggest achievement I think of this movement is it's taught people how to organize again. It's reacquainted people with the history that we had of, of democracy being a thing we do. It's a verb. It's organizing. It's um, taking back power. It's uh, remembering how to actually change what we find dissatisfactory in our own unsatisfactory in our own lives you know not just passively suffering but saying if conditions are not fair i don't say to myself well life is unfair i make it fair i go out and i do what i have to i fight for what's right i fight for other people and myself and i will i will make a better world if this one sucks and americans have not had any reason to think they either could do that or there was any hope that they could for a very long time and bernie's giving them their tools back right. and you know he's kind of you know conjuring back up the spirit of eugene debs and people like that who were incredible underdogs but yeah. still wouldn't stop fighting for what was right because you know at some point you hit that percentage that magical yeah. what is it 3.5 percent where enough people are activated and then there's no stopping it. And there won't be any stopping it. I don't think people are going to get a taste of better work conditions or Medicare for all or rent control and go, you know what? This is good. This is fine. I think they're going to say, hold on. What can we do with this? Yeah. You know, what are our limits really? (laughs) And, and that gift that Bernie has given people is, you know, that there's no end to that. That's never going to stop giving back right. to us. So, right, absolutely, I agree. Couldn't be more thrilled to be here and be a part of it with you and with all of our listeners here on uh, our podcast. Um, it's probably time, I think, for us to get to wrapping our second episode. Unless Emily, do you have anything else you want to 
Um, I think I've monopolized enough of the conversation already. <laughs> yeah, you absolutely didn't. I, in fact, after our first episode, I feared that I had done so. But I, I just oh. try to be part of like hosting a show like this, and uh, you know, and Emily and I are not like real life friends. You know, we've known each other through the internet. We've no, I'm just pretending to be his friend. I don't really even like her, but um, <laughs> like we've sp- we've actually spoken a few times, like on voice outside of doing this podcast, but only a few but it's more frequent now. Um, so we're getting to know each other in the spirit of the way that we all get to know each other in this movement. And that's, you know, you're, you're grabbing a clipboard and knocking a door with somebody you've never fucking met. And then exactly. at the end of that day, you're, you've got a new Facebook friend and a month later, you know, you're, you've got a real friend, you know? So it's just, this is, this is kind of how we do uh, on our team. Very much. So, um, so yeah. So thanks all of you for it, for listening to this and being a part of it. Um, we're going to keep doing this and I'm, I'm loving it. Uh, I hope, I hope people out there are enjoying listening to it. If you have suggestions, uh, shoot us an email at, um, burn after listening at gmail.com. Um, and we also have a Facebook page, which is burn after listening podcast. Uh, and we'll probably have a Twitter before too long. Why not? Um, so yeah, <laughs> uh, thanks again. I, I think we have to have a TikTok at this point if we want to stay current. Yeah, we should definitely. We could do like a daily where you and I just think of something random that's not <laughs> political and we just have a TikTok. That'd be fun. <laughs> Although the uh, teens on Bernie TikTok are incredible. You should look them up. Oh, I get a little digest of it from like people who post to the meme pages and stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Either. Shout out to Amber. It's, it seems legit as fuck. Like you need to link me to some of that if you don't mind. The kids are all right. Yeah, the kids are going to make it, I think. So thanks, everybody. Um, we're going we're gonna to leave you here with a little piece of inspirational music. Um, and we will talk to you all again soon. Thanks for joining us. Ciao. This is for all the families who grew up watching Rocky. <laughs> <laughs>